Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to video game remakes, you've got to assume that going back to the drawing board is going to make the experience better for all involved, right? Well, not these games. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the eight most insulting changes to video game remakes. Number 8. Giving you less content and more bugs. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD When it was first announced that the almighty Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was going to be getting a fresh coat of paint, some behind-the-scenes tweaks, and hopefully a new lease of life, fans who grew up with the title shredded their local bowls in excitement. However, it turned out that this wasn't a project that was just going to look to polish the diamond, but basically saying that it was going to no-comply to the original and was building everything from the ground up. Normally, this wouldn't be such a terrible thing, but in the hands of Robomodo, it turned into a cavalcade of chaos. Skaters were erased from history, music tracks were deleted and replaced with, oh yeah, my 12-year-old brother listened to this once, and entire features such as the creative park mode were dropped entirely. In essence, the devs cherry-picked the best content from the first three games to make this, but in the process removed any sense of charm. It felt like a soulless greatest hits album, and thanks to the shoddy controls ruining certain lines and combos, ended up feeling like a producer was smashing the DJ, DJ, DJ button between the tracks. It wasn't a terrible package, but it failed to recapture the greatness of the original games. Thankfully, that problem was soon rectified by Activision's remaster that dropped in 2020. Number 7. Removing the Bloody Fog Silent Hill HD Collection Now, I know that there will be a few people who will immediately point out that the Silent Hill HD Collection isn't a remake, you absolute cow-eyed cud-muncher. But wait, my friend, holster those weird insults as technically, and isn't that the best type, the title that was included in this collection was actually a remake. And why is this? Well, it's down to the fact that Konami couldn't find the original source code for the game, thus left it to Hijink Studios to recreate the majority of the title using what resources they could scrape together. And I ask you, if you have to replace the head in the shaft of a broom, is it the same broom? Yes, but also no. So you know what? Allow me to include this on this list. Go on, just this once. Plus, it allows me to talk about one of the biggest whiffs in the gaming industry since the used nappy factory and the incinerator companies down the road began to merge. As in this supposed polishing of a horror classic, they removed the bloody fog. Imagine considering for a second to remove one of the key assets that made the original so atmospheric. I know it was only included as a means to navigate the limited hardware at the time, but removing it entirely only pulls back the curtain to reveal how bare the town actually is. It's a terrible move from a terrible, air quotes, remake. Number 6. Terrible Voice Acting The Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition 
When it comes to remasters and remakes, the early titles from LucasArts have fared incredibly well, from Day of the Tentacle returning from the nether with incredible visuals and whip-smart humour, to the wonderfully morose and macabre grim Fandango, these polished versions truly are the best ways to revisit these classic titles. However, when it came to the Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition, things weren't so rosy, and this was mainly down to how the game controlled, having to rein in a lot of the sensitivity for console controllers, which made the experience feel rather sluggish. Yet slightly slower gameplay is something that you can easily tolerate when it's this good, but what we couldn't abide by though was the abysmal voice acting, which in all honesty didn't need to be there in the first place. Presumably because the team thought that the lack of voices didn't match the crisp visuals, the entirety of the game was subsequently voiced, yet despite having such wonderful source material, delivered truly ropey takes that sounded either phoned in or completely disconnected from the action. Emphasis was placed on the wrong words and jokes fell flat because of rushed timing. It all felt like a school reproduction of a once brilliant play. A true shame, as without this choice, it would have been another stellar remake. Number 5. Cutting out half the story. Resident Evil 3 Remake. After the slice of pure gore-soaked heaven that was the Resident Evil 2 remake, fans were more than a little keen to stuff their faces some more when Capcom announced that Resident Evil 3 would shortly be receiving the same treatment. Yet, when the Nemesis-starring remake eventually dropped, it was an experience that unfortunately left some hungry for more. Now, don't get me wrong, I adored my time with this game and rated it highly, but that was only after coming to terms with the fact that this was not a remake that was given as much love or care as the prior title. This is clearly evident in just how much of the narrative had been cut from the remake, and how what was left had been reshaped in order to give other characters more to do. This unfortunately meant that the experience moved too quickly in some areas and compounded set pieces together to the point where you can obviously see the welding marks where sections have been fused together. As a knock-on effect, it also takes the wind out of the threat that Nemesis originally provided. Now, in his original form in this remake, he's still utterly terrifying and stalking Jill through the streets and always appearing at the worst time, but as it morphs into that bizarre dog form, the action takes over from the tension and fear, and in these moments it loses that sense of threat, all because the game seems like it's gunning for the finish line from the very start. One has to wonder if this would have been the case if Capcom hadn't rushed so much to get this out so shortly after the prior remake. Number 4. Gunplay over Fun to Play Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop The Dead Rising franchise has always managed to provide some of the wildest experiences ever put to disc, flowing wildly between being a tragic tale of the zombie apocalypse, conspiracy theory thriller, and over-the-top murder simulator. To put it another way, it's never dull. Yet the series' sharpness definitely was blunted somewhat with the release of Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop, a remake of the original experience that came out exclusively for the Wii. The aim was to take what fans knew and then move the action to something that played to the console's strengths, namely the motion control. Control system. However, the ball was most definitely dropped when the action then shifted to gun-centric combat. Firearms were definitely present in the original version, but they were something of a rarity compared to the overabundance of melee weapons. Suddenly, Dead Rising seemed to lose its charm, as instead it now resembled a generic third-person zombie shooter without the comedy element that was the lightning-in-a-bottle moment for the series. The change was made to showcase the strengths of the Wii console, but instead it only highlighted the remake's weaknesses. Number 3. The Entire Control System – Ape Escape on the Loose 
Okay, so let's just take a step back for a second and try to work this one out. And we'll do a bit of role play here. So imagine that you're approached by a higher up to remake one of the most underrated PS1 titles out there, the glorious gibbon-grabbing game known as Ape Escape. Now you, being a person of culture, remember this title as receiving rave reviews for its brilliant implementation of the, at the time, revolutionary dual thumbstick layout of the new PS1 controller. In fact, this was the first game that mandated the use of this controller because it tied its gameplay so heavily to the two thumbsticks. So with this in mind, you'd be pretty excited, right? A chance to remind the world of the inventiveness of this brilliant title. Except, there's just one problem. At some point in the conversation, the decision was made to remake the game for the PSP. A console with just one thumbstick. Oh dear. Can you see how this turned out? Well, to be honest, Ape Escape on the Loose did actually perform surprisingly well, but the lack of a second thumbstick truly hurt the overall experience. And one can't help but wonder why this remake didn't just get the proper love it deserved and get released on on a larger platform. Hell, they even had the chance to fix this when the game made its way to the Vita, and for some reason they didn't even offer the option to change the controls. Madness. Number 2. Adding more input lag. Parappa the Rapper Remaster. I do not understand what the hell Sony were thinking with this supposed remaster, as while the idea of a rapping dog in baggy pants should have been a hilarious trip down memory lane, Parappa the Rapper Remastered was an utter mutt. And the one big change that renders this remaster so utterly insulting? Well, it's that they didn't fix one of the biggest issues of the original. Yeah, that's right. The change here is that the dev team actively chose not to fix something, and has continued this form of apathy by not even patching the problem out post-launch. The issue in question is that the title contains monstrous input lag, which, last time I checked, is pretty bloody essential to a rhythm-based video game. You'll constantly miss the cues and actively have to ignore the visual prompts if you're to ever get through the levels in one piece. In fact, the only beats that you'll be hitting each and every time are the ones inflicted on your own head via a wall as you fail the stages over and over. Especially stage 4, you know the one. It's an abysmal lack of effort that scuppers an otherwise brilliant gaming memory. A choice was made, and that choice was to do nothing. And number one, removing the art style. 13 Remake. To set the record perfectly straight with this one, I utterly loathe the 13 remake that was squirted out by Playmagic in 2020, as not only was it an utter abomination of insulting design choices, but pretty much killed any hope of this once glorious title ever receiving a follow-up stone dead. Now, alarm bells started ringing in the heads of fans of the original when it was announced that the project was going to be a remake rather than a remaster. If it was a slight polish of the already stylized graphics and an online component that featured all of the game modes that were originally split between the original X Xbox, PS2, GameCube, and PC, then it would have been a wonderful nostalgia package for fans. However, as a remake, it smacked of the dev team thinking that they could just do one better. Long story short, they couldn't. From the horrendous choice to move the game away from cel-shaded graphics to the woeful lack of sound effects and visual flair, this game felt like a step back from the title that was decades its senior. Things approached parody levels of bad when it was revealed that the game only seemed to include one broken ragdoll effect when enemies were killed. Yet, to be honest, it looked as if these goons were just throwing up their hands in the air as much as fans were gazing upon this tire fire of a project. We're done here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.